point is, it's like Joe Exotic, like... Oh, back of, to that. Some of those, oh. yeah, some of those, <laughs> Joe Exotic is a Jedi. Some of those cats... <laughs> some of those poor animals were, like, starving and just in their enclosures. Nobody, nobody to play with or nothing to interact with. A lady got her arm ripped off. He just yeah. loves tigers, tigers using like, the Force. Carol Baskin's Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just, there's something weird. That bitch Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> that bitch Darth Vader. <laughs> that bitch. <laughs> Welcome, Welcome back. back to another episode of Lobster Party Podcast, and Happy New Year. It's still the old year for us, but whenever you guys are seeing this, it'll be the start of the new year, and joining us joining us to kick that off, we have Rob Naji returning once again, and yeah. Luke Shoemaker, the people's actually, champ, <laughs> the people's yeah. champ, Luke Shoemaker returning once again as well, but yo, yo. first time on video. Nobody's so champ. This could be the first <laughs> time you're ever, you're ever seeing true. Luke Shoemaker in the flesh honestly sort though, of i try to stay <laughs> hidden <laughs> yeah well, well, welcome on guys thank you guys so much for being back thanks for having us <laughs> we've been, i know we've been trying to figure this one out for a little bit but um but we just saw we just saw you guys both recently at the rock your stockings show the little metal fest that we did raise the oh money. yeah the one out in sherwood yeah yeah which it was a pretty good time uh i mean we all th- we sponsored that show obviously and the three of us all got, got to show up on individual days Raise about sixteen hundred bucks. Yeah, that's dope. For the tikes, for the tots. Yeah, Yeah, for the tots, toys for tots, all that good stuff, and a shit ton of toys on top of that too. So, uh, you know, really happy that we got to be a part of that, and it it turned out pretty awesome. That's cool. Getting we got to see Dark from day one two times. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. (laughs) That's that is true. Yeah, Yeah. you you have a pretty good time playing everything or? uh i don't know if i told you like the sound the second time around really got to me oh i, did, I could tell did i tell I, did tell. I tell you the story where i was like hey man can you turn like can you take truman's vocals out of my monitor and then he took it out of everybody's monitor well like he, he turned he, yo, he just he turned, turned my, all of he, them down he turned my whole thing down and then i was like oh i can't hear anything now and then i was like do i really want to push my luck because i feel like this guy's really getting sick of me or something and i was like yeah can i have my guitar louder he turns everything up way louder mm-hmm. and i was like on the stage it's like Dying. What the fuck is up with that sound be- guys being assholes? Yeah, I feel you like know? nine nine out of ten sound dudes are. Really, I don't know if this guy was an. I would say he was an asshole. It could be like he really thought that Truman's vocals were out and he just did something or made a mistake or whatever. Like nine out of ten sound guys just want to get give you what you need to to perform the best. But there are like the one out of ten sound dudes who I'm like, I don't really feel like you know nearly as much. Like I don't want to be that dude who's like, if I could, if I knew how to work whatever thing you're doing, I could do a better job. But like I have felt that like you know like we're, this is like a like a metal show or whatever. Like it'd be nice. The kick drum didn't sound like a pillow going, <laughs> dude. It did too. That, yeah. that whole like second night, and it was just so blisteringly loud. Like to the like, because obviously I don't have a problem like with loud music. No, playing like it's that. about That's, harshness. But it's it was so loud to the point that it diminished. Ever, like the sound of all the bands like nothing that the bands were doing like it wasn't their fault yeah that they that their audio sounded bad it was that you couldn't hear it under yeah and i remember like it's like it's like the show is like it's like in a corner so yeah, all the sound corner all the sound bundles oh, in there so... and like uh, the band that played before us had these little teeny tiny boss amps and every time i walked by the stage it was just yeah, like that. No. That you're a mixed dude, so you know, like that two to four k range on the guitars mm. is just making you go like, ah, God. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, like the dude, like when we played at Temple or whatever, the dude, the sound guy out there, he literally came up to me after we got after the show was over. He's like, dude, your amp sounds fucking amazing. <laughs> I wish everybody's amp sounded this good or whatever. Hell yeah. yeah. And I was like, that's great. I've had that from like I, I feel weirdly proud of that because I've had that from like four or five sound dudes. Like, yeah, they don't make these amps anymore. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I remember you telling me about that. <laughs> but uh speaking of that, just as a quick aside and then we'll keep going. Speaking of that uh show, they got some pool tables there. Me and Patrick uh, oh, yeah. had a, had us a little pool tournament, and he we placed a bet that the net the person who lost had to wear the lobster claws. For you the beat him, rest yeah, the twice. Day. It was a the, damn good the game. Second one, the second one, I came back and beat him. Like we played I, all had, we played all the way down to the eight, no balls left on the table. Went back and forth on it a couple times, but he did come back hard. Like I was up, I, I was I literally had like one ball left, and he had five, and then all of a sudden it was just like come back. Played it down. I don't know. It was just one of those things, dude. But it was that a good, shit it was happens. A good game. Mm-hmm. But Put them I, uh, gotta, I gotta. Uh, I don't. I don't know what word I'm looking for. Bring out the lobsters. Ad- adorn the claws for the rest of the episode. Oh, so. uh, really? <laughs> yeah, oh, wow. I guess so. Ugh, they're sandy too. I was they're hoping. I was hoping they were sandy. <laughs> What's gonna be funny is when someone just like time skips to a random part of this episode and without context, they're just gonna see all just the sandy claws. It's a permanent Italian hand or, yeah, uh, or it, a permanent it, the finger. Like it doesn't. Look yeah, good. just like this. Yeah. <laughs> well, hell so, yeah, man. yeah, I had to get that out of the way. I got my fucking claws on. So, <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> so, uh, how about that uh, Temple Live album release show, man? Yep, yep. That was a fun one, man. That was that was kind of a surreal moment in a way, just because I've always I've always held that venue in such high regard, and we had been planning. I, I, I'd been in the process of planning the album release show since. I mean, early spring, trying to find the right venue and all that. And like venues that I've played before that I thought would totally go for it. Like that, you know, we just never heard anything back. And then like, you know, it was just one of those things where it was just like roadblock after roadblock on getting the album release show set up. And so then I was like, they're probably going to say no, but I'm going to hit up Temple anyway and just see if they would be down for it. And uh, I was like, they're probably going to charge me an arm and a leg to use the building. But like at this point, it's worth it, though, because I want to do this the right way as much as Rob and I put into the album. And uh, so I called their their old manager, Mike Brown. And, uh, and he put the squeeze on him. No. Let me make you an offer you can't refuse. <laughs> no, honest, no, honestly, <laughs> honestly, it didn't even go like that. I was You're just, gonna let me use the temple. <laughs> no, honestly, and if did. you have anything to say, you can talk to my friends here. No, it wasn't. It wasn't even like that, man. Like I just called him and like I was like like a third of the way into explaining the idea, and he's like, "Yeah, man, I'm good with it." And I'm like. Oh, okay. just like that. Hell yeah. yeah. That's awesome, man. That's it, so awesome that that worked out that way. And like, it just, it really meant the world just because of how many bands have like played on that stage before us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. And Dude, like, Steve-O was like the night before. Uh, Tech Nine. Oh, Tech Nine? Steve-O yeah. wasn't far before though. Yeah. 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 There a shit ton of people there. And like Skillet's played there and Seven Dust, Saliva, Pop Evil, Star Set had just played there before us. Oh, like, oh Star yeah. Set. Whatever, dude. <laughs> I love Star Set. I love Star Set. <laughs> star Set is the moods and the vibes. <laughs> star Set is everything I want to fail at in my life. Dude, oh my star, gosh. I love Star Set. I do too. I, I, I still listen to Star Set every day. My I'll Demons is a jam, like forever. Yeah. Yeah. When Dark plays that that shit bro it's so yep. awesome yeah that, that, <laughs> yep. that, that is like a really a really uh one of my like favorite parts of the show when that when that cover goes because he, he just fucking nails it oh it, like yeah. truman does such a good job of yeah. nailing that and we shit, did like dude. a bunch of like run-throughs on the track like if you listen real closely you can hear the chaos 
<laughs> you can hear those little oh. chants. They're they're in there, so they're extra like loud and beefy or whatever. All the strings and stuff really like help bring it together. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, I dig that song. I'm I've been working on like doing a a few covers of like some star set tunes. Can't find the right ones that I want to do. But like I fucking love that band. I love that band so much that like if I could like if someone said like if you can listen to Star Set, but like you have to like ten other bands have to get like Thanos erased from existence, like I would do it. You see what's, <laughs> what, Ooh, what's that'd be scary though. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like, I don't I don't know if I would do that. Seven Dust will be about to take the stage and then <laughs> they're just like sucked out of existence. <laughs> <laughs> like, you gotta do what you gotta do, man. Yeah. It's Nick, fun. nickelback gone, gone. No, no. Luke oh, Shoemaker God willing, gone. from your yeah. mouth to God's ear <laughs> next, next, next Luke Shoemaker show we're going to be up there playing and we're just going to yeah, we're just gonna dust yeah. out. and we're just like stars it. No, <laughs> Luke, 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 is, Luke is like, oh, I don't feel so good. <laughs> <laughs> he would go out that way. He's, He's just like, like, I don't oh, feel I know what's going on. I don't feel so good, Rob. Yeah, good. You don't. You don't need to. <laughs> <laughs> I'll kick, like I'll kick him as he, as, he, as he fades away. <laughs> oh, I'm coming back for you. Yeah. <laughs> That's gonna make it in the next supercut that I make of Rob as best moments that I did like for the first album of all your. Happen to you because when the blip happens, like they all come back to where exactly they were. I would build like a soundproof glass stage around you, so when you come back, you're just like you, no one hears you. But you have to get Damn. the dimensions exactly right, or like I'll get like impaled. Like whenever I come back, oh that's a bonus. Oh god, I have... comes back, but he doesn't get to come back for long, dude. You know, you, you know, you know what? We, we should have played just now. Like their fucking videos dude, that you make I, of your I their shenanigans and stuff in the studio. Videos. I could watch those videos all day. Man, those are so fucking hilarious. Rob go off is like one of my favorite things. To do. Well, what's funny is like, like I feel like he's being serious. Yeah. <laughs> See, it's, it's about riding that fine line of is he mad or is he having fun? Like, you'll never dude, know. Dude, that's how that, we were talking. We were both. I really do. You'll never know the truth. We were talking about that a little bit at the uh, at that rock your stalking show, but you would like make like so like certain snarky jokes and like we would catch it, but then we were like. I don't think the sound guy thinks that he's being funny. What did you say? I don't know if I made a joke to the sound man. Did I make, what did, what did I make? I don't even there fucking was remember anymore. Moment, I were, might have called him like sound man. But like, the sound man. I, sound man. I don't know I don't know what was going on, but the sound guy really wanted y'all to use the, the fog machine really Dude, bad. that was so fucking funny yeah. for no reason. And then I, I just see him crouch down. He's like, shh. That's our fog machine. He just pressed yeah. the button. But, he, but it was just but this, like the sound guy. So like the sound guy went up to uh, is it Truman? Is that his name? Yeah. yeah. He, they went up. He went up to Truman. Like hand him the button and his hand. Truman just like Truman was in the middle of singing. Like he had his mic like this you know, big claw and everything. And was just fucking like singing, like facing the other way. And the sound guy like crouches behind, grabs the panel. And then he poked him in the side while he was singing. That's the worst. And was, and was literally just like, here you go. <laughs> and Truman just looked at it and like went, thank you. And then set it, threw it down. <laughs> like, what the fuck? No, that's what the worst. That? Like, I, like I did a show a little over a year ago and like in the middle of us playing like the mix was already bad it was like this it was oh, an I outdoor the, show I what you're talking about. yeah Go this ahead. was like an outdoor show and it was like probably my first show as like a solo artist and the dude who was running sound he had like it was like an eight channel boy it was bad and then all of a sudden during the middle of angel all the guitars cut out 
So it's Ooh. just and like it's and it's like I'm Zach Smith on guitar and his oh, guitar no. cuts out perfectly in time. Ching, 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 ching. And, and, and so like he comes up to us in the middle of the song and is like undoing wires on the snake and everything. Wow! Like in the middle of us playing, and then to other bands before us, the same dude would like walk up to the singer and be like, "Tone it down, tone it down, tone it down." Yeah, what he the would fuck like. Does that mean? <laughs> yeah, it was insane, man. I, I, I mean, I there I, I I sort of respect like sound dudes who can like if something fucks up on stage, they'll get on stage and like quick it like real fix it like real quick. Of or course, whatever. of course. But like 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 or like some, some part of being a band is like. You ride that fine line between if shit's not going good, being able to save it somehow. Like Natal's amp was fucking up that night or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. like we finally got it figured out or whatever. That was one of those things where I was like, I was constantly looking over them, like, is he gonna fuck up in this song? Do I have to play the rhythm part? So I would just kind of keep watching, and like whenever I would hear like a big, like dull, like a big void of silence where his guitar was supposed to be, like, yeah, right, nah, I have to play it. Switch. So, but like, uh, I felt bad because he was really upset afterwards because it, ha- it happened at Temple too. Like his amp, oh, did his it? amp screwed did up. Just, yeah, like, I just remember a that. Bit. I remember that. Um, uh, but like being able to like like think on your feet. But if you're all your guitars go out like mid song, like I would straight up just like there's nothing you could do. We're gonna uh, technical difficulties. We're gonna start again. It was literally <laughs> drums, backing track, and vocals. That was Ooh. it. So you just hear like the 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 big angelic choir, the ha ha, and then my vocals and drums, and that's it. Wow. That's At least nuts, it's dude. something. It wasn't just drums. But it was. it's still so awkward, though, because I'm, like, screaming into this mic. <laughs> yeah. With no backing accompaniment. So you're yeah. like, am I on key? Cause, ah. cause I think, actually, the last time I saw Gojira, that happened. Like, they were they started, I don't remember what song it was. I think it was Silvera. But they started the song. No, no, no. It was Backbone, actually. But they started they started the song, and then had the, they stopped, like, in the middle of it. And they were just like, hey, we're having some problems. We'll be right back, and ran off. And it was just, it was awkward, you know, obviously, for a minute, because they were, like, off side stage yeah. trying to figure out what the hell was going on for quite a while it felt i mean maybe it felt like it was longer because you're just standing there like what the, you were just in the show and all of a sudden it's like what the those fuck type it? of situations are like particularly really like they take the air out of the room really bad especially if you're yeah. a band like if you're a band like star set and you have a whole production of how your set right. moves and everything yeah. and like all these 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 interludes and the like screens behind you and stuff yep. and then if something fucks up it just takes you out of like the the uh, i hate to like use this word but it takes you out of the narrative or whatever well, it's funny it, you it's say true, that but, but i have seen bands that like saved it in a really cool way like i saw nothing more play at the metroplex once and awesome. uh and they were great something uh something was going on with one of their guitars or whatever so the drummer went up and played the the singer went up and played on the drums well he used to be the drummer yeah Mm -hmm. and the drummer went off and like played guitar and they did like a kanye west cover while they were figuring stuff out that's cool that's a great way to like to save it and keep stuff fun for the audience without having to uh you know like just like stop the show dead like josh cut the track cut the track (laughs) yeah you don't want to do something like that you want to try to find a way to do it smooth luckily most of the stuff we play we can theoretically play without the tracks right i just think the tracks add a nice layer of things Mm -hmm. to keep keep all the songs glued together or whatever y'all's tracks do sound solid though and i love hearing my demons because i remember back when i was still with y'all and i would try singing my demons my vocal range is just not built for that song we dropped it down a half step or whatever oh you did yeah no i would try singing it and i felt like i was gonna die afterwards because it's just it's it's up there it's up there for sure yeah 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 for sure man um but going back going back to that temple show man like fuck it was it was just such a such a good time good turnout 
getting to play that was uh, I wish I had got more pictures of me but yeah. you know, I'm, the, I'm, the, I same, like I'm the same way I got like three but, <laughs> Why but were there only two pictures of me I was I was doing so much and yeah there's only, nobody do, like they're all looking at Truman who looks the same he's not you don't look different all the pictures should be of me all the time all of them all of them damn it but no 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 it was it was so much fun that was a long fucking day though that, that, that was fucking a long green day. room though that, oh yeah that green room yeah it's temple's quite the best literally green yeah it, i mean it was it's a nice space but like i, mean, I just wish um because we had to get up there super early you know for yeah. sound check we literally had to get up there at about at 10. like 10 a.m yeah Got up there like nine thirty. So other than like leaving for a little bit for lunch after sound check, mm-hmm. coming back after that, I mean we were up there for that entire day. Yeah, I mean it, it just it was getting to the point to where like just a couple hours away from time to play, you're just starting to get anxious. Mm-hmm. You're just like, oh, and then they tell you there's an hour. It's pushed back an hour, and you're like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that fucking happened too. Like because when we finished, it was after midnight. Right? Oh yeah, it was it was a late one. It man, which is I mean that's whatever you know that's mm-hmm. not the I guess it would have just it was having to show up that early and then be there. For the entire rest of the day, yeah. all that stuff was just just a, it was a weird experience. But you know, it is what it is. It wound up being a really badass show, and it, it, was, it was so fun much fun, man. Temple is just such a cool venue. Yeah, it's like you can just kill time by just walking around the place because it's so damn big and just exploring. I mean, at least I did. I don't know. <laughs> it's just got that vibe. You know what I mean? It just oh, it yeah. really does. And the stage sound is so good. Like yeah, it's such yeah. a big place, yep. and like everyone I mean, has their own little pocket, so no, you're not yep. fighting everyone else's sound. Yeah, I'm able to move my amp away from Ronnie's amp. So, Honestly, because always my my mic is always picking up his his bass and stuff. So now that I can move it away, like I get a nice crystal clear monitor mix. It's yeah. funny, nice. I can enjoy it, and I enjoy, and like it, I like to think it shows in the performance, like when you're on stage and you you're you're hearing your stuff and your monitor as well. Like it makes you play just that extra little bit better. It's funny you it mentioned does. Ron's bass and Temple because the first like show I ever did there, it was back when I was still teching for From Day One before I was in there, and they were opening for ten years, and like Ron forgot his bass. Yeah, he did the me. show. He never, he never forgets <laughs> to tell me the story. Yeah, I got to use fucking do man's bass, man. Yeah, <laughs> and that was the same show that From Day One got kicked off stage. Like that was a whole Wait, what thing. The fuck? Oh yeah, yeah. Y'all, y'all played over or something. No, it what so that's not even what happened. So like, I'm not gonna use the other band's name just for whatever. So they're ten years. Yeah. Oh no, ten years I'm was cool. Joking. Ten years. <laughs> yeah, no, ten years was great. Like their singer Jesse Doxed. came and talked to us and all that. Really great guy. But uh, so it was from more day like, one. More like nine years. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> so it was from day one. This this other support band, and then ten years. And it was another one of those situations where the show got pushed back an hour, gotcha. kind of like what gotcha. happened to us. And uh, I think from day one set was like 35 minutes, 40 minutes, something like that that night. And so I'm side stage the whole time because I'm guitar teching this one. I wasn't like actually playing. Oh, okay. I was just teching. And uh, from day one makes it like three or four songs in. And then the tour manager for the other band, not 10 years, but the support band was like, y'all need to get the fuck off stage. And like, just like starts like, belligerently screaming at me i'm just like hey hey let's calm down man and so then like the other guys see it and they start walking over and they're like y'all need to get off stage y'all need to get off stage and so did you start late no we started on time but no one communicated to their tm 
that the show got pushed back. Oh. So they thought that uh, we were running into the, the middle band set time. So we full blown get kicked off stage. Josh walks up to the mic. He's like, sorry guys, we have to go. And so then Mike Brown, the dude who managed temple heard about it and ripped that TM a new one. Like he was like, you don't kick a band off my stage. These are my locals. These are my bands. I'm the one who put them up there and all that. Yeah. Like, like that's one thing I'll say about Mike, man. He, he, he reps his locals. You know what I mean? That's cool, man. He should have yeah. told that band, y'all get on your tour bus and go on to the next town. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Town ain't big enough for two of us. <laughs> we should relocate to a town big enough to accommodate the both of us. <laughs> so then, he just walks up. then he just walks up, no, I'm Dirty Dan. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't even know what to Dude. do in a situation like that. Like, if I'm in the middle of a song and someone's yelling at me to get off stage, I'm just like, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah for real. Go, uh, no. <laughs> dude, that's fucked up, though. Like, I I, I don't know. It, it gets me with, like, some of those, like, TMs, dude. It's just like, how, it's like, how are you just going to, like, be an asshole? I don't know. Yeah. I understand, like, that, like, their job is, you know, to, like, manage the band and, like, help them out and make sure whatever. But, like, you have to know that, like, you're being an asshole in that moment where you just get this something in your head to where you're just like, I'm going to go fucking yell at all these people and the the venue staff and the band. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like there was a show that, like, we played in the past where the, that we had, there was another uh, tour manager that was doing the same shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah, him. yeah, yeah. Just fucking being an asshole to us and like, just, if you're a- just yelling at the fucking sound staff and stuff because cause they were playing overhead music and he was trying to run a merch table. And it's just like... Like go fuck yourself, dude. and and like, this was the same TM that like after we got off stage and the band that he was representing got on stage, he like pulls me aside and like gets really close to me and he's like, "I'll be cringe, sure to get y'all stuff." Cringe. Like get cl- too close to you is always crazy. Yeah, he's like cringe. he's like y'all be sure and get y'all stuff off side stage by the time we're done. It sure would be a shame if we got your stuff mixed up with ours and took it. <laughs> like like threaten to steal our stuff. I'll be like, then don't fucking take it, dude. I'm like, yeah. oh, oh, don't worry, man. If, if any of my shit goes missing, like you're not leaving the parking lot until I search your fucking car. Yo, it'd be yeah. a shame, I, I it'd be a shame if your tour bus went missing. Like, <laughs> I always want to tell, like, tell like tour managers like that who are that like that like fucking like egregious or whatever. Like, look, man, you're you're talking to a bunch of musicians. Like musicians are stupid people. They will fight you. <laughs> like just calm down. Like musicians are like not particularly known for being like, Amber, let's calm down and talk this out. Like <laughs> guitar in fucking hand, yeah. literally just bah yeah. like the fuck out of them, dude. The fuck like, you say about Chad Kroger? No I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah, and then after that you weren't even mad about that, but he was just like, Oh yeah, by the way, Chad Kroger sucks ass. <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> Void rage. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Man. But yeah, all in all, man, that show was fucking awesome. It uh, was. I'm glad that you that you finally got the album out and it's finally out there and you know, just for for everything. I know you've been working on it for quite a quite a while. It's still pretty surreal. Like yeah. the, like the other day Facebook let me know that it's been over a year now since like Armageddon dropped. And so yeah. like yep. it's 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 crazy to see the timeline of it all because like I'm trying to think. I first wrote Angel like three years ago in fact i even remember being at a signal practice and showing you angel like when i first wrote it and all that and uh and then fast forward about a year later i had a couple more demos under my belt like i had i was starting to write walking over fire that one kind of came around like right when i played rocklahoma and i met rob i mean i had met rob prior but like natel had brought me into rob's studio to track a song for an Atel- for natel solo stuff called chasing time yeah and it was the first time i had been in the studio with rob and like 
it just instantly like made sense. I was like, okay, this guy gets what I'm going for. Instant chaos. Oh gosh. <laughs> but then like it was literally three months later and we were in the studio tracking Angel. You know, sometimes like you write a song and the song comes to you like out of the ether and it feels like a, you're connecting with a higher power. It's not what it was like with Luke. <laughs> That's actually zero percent. That, that, that it was uh, the opposite of synergy. It was uh, like active, like malevolence, and like oh like you're trying gosh. to like, uh, and it's like. Uh, like <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing I want to be sure I mention though while we're on the podcast. Even though it's a solo record, there's so much like creatively and writing wise that this dude poured into it over here. So I want to be sure that Rob like. That people know just how much of a creative force and all that that Rob was on this one. No, I mean that. He's like, yeah. 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 No, I mean that. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. There was a lot of stuff that I wrote, but there's a a hefty amount of stuff that Rob, like, not just produced, but wrote on this record. Like a sack of potatoes. (laughs) Hefty like the trash That's what what good producers are supposed to do, man. Yeah. You know, kind of direct this. I mean, I'd like to say that, like, I'm every person that you work with, you always want to make sure they come out feeling like, they they really gave it their all and they have something they can be excited about. Yeah, I'd li- I would be probably lying if I said every project I worked on was like fun and right up my wheelhouse. And like the good thing about like I think the mo- the thing that I like I like about working with Lou more than anything else is like it's just like low stress. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't have to worry about like I once did. I shouldn't say this, but like there was a there was a, a person that like wanted me to edit their her um, auto tune her vocals or whatever. And she was like one of those people who's like, I'm a vocal coach and I know this note and this note and like she can hear it with her ear and she's that good. And like, like she sent me her vocal stems to pitch correct them. And it was like lots of back and forth, more back and forth than I would ever have put up with someone. Like I'd be like, just, yeah, you send me the money, you send me your vocal stems, I pitch them, you get them back. And like, that's the end of it. <laughs> like, if you don't like it, send them to someone else. Mm-hmm. Now she, luckily when I sent it to her, she was like, it's the most, it's the best job anyone's ever done at that or whatever. But it was like a lot of headache. And I was like, all mm-hmm. this for like, I don't know, 120 bucks <laughs> to like pitch correct your vocals yeah. or whatever. But I was like, sometimes stuff is like, some people, some people, uh, some people aren't like, some people don't know all like the rules of whatever being in a studio or whatever. And like the rules that you kind of have to learn is like, like don't don't be too demanding or whatever like working with luke is always fun and easy and like i never have to like worry about like oh what if like he doesn't listen to this idea or whatever like there are people who i'm like do you want me to produce it or do you want me to just engineer it and make it sound good because everyone's different everyone has the everyone's song is their baby and i i can't trust every artist i work with to go through the thing that me and luke did where there's like a big like long journey of trust that's made to where now he trusts me enough to like take his hands off the wheel sometimes and let me drive the bus or whatever whereas some people like no it's my bus and i need to drive it all the time or whatever like that's the most important thing is like it's low stress and i get paid to do it which is pretty cool (laughs) yeah yeah no that's great dude i mean that that's that's a great fucking position to be in for sure um but it it's great to hear that the process for it was so smooth and and i think that reflects on the album because the album turned out great yeah it oh, sounds thanks, great bro. for sure it's awesome uh and i uh, am like still happy to have the privilege to be playing this shit live because it's so you much kill fun it, bro. thank you I, I really appreciate it because i mean it's fun uh i mean i'm glad everything worked out the way it did for, oh, 100%. for me to, to become a part of it and just be be involved in that way you know like it's it's fun it's all it's always a good time so it's just been it's been a really surreal journey because like i'm just like i don't know i'm one of those people that when it comes to like my music and what i write and all that i'm very like 
self-deprecating and all that so sometimes yeah, i can't yeah. let myself enjoy my material to the fullest you know what i mean and so it's like it's cool, to see. <laughs> it's, it's cool to see it's cool to see other people vibing to it like like dude i can see i would love you going, to see the self-deprecating I can see stuff you. you're talking about well it's I've like it's internal it. it's internal I can oh see, so it's not available oh, okay. for anyone else to see because yeah. okay. i was gonna say i could t- i could see you going down the road listening to armageddon just fucking rocking out the whole time i couldn't do that yeah i could see you just now, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, if we're doing like, if we're like in the process of like mastering a song, we're trying to get like the right mix and master. I'll totally do it then. But like, yeah, I yeah. mean, I mean, mm-hmm. you should in a way like if if you're you know happy with how your your music sounds and came out, like you should technically be able to enjoy it yeah. as a listener and be able to jam to it in some capacity. I don't know, but yeah, but at the same time, like it, it's a little bit of a weird like like ego stroke to to just be like listening to your stuff and only your stuff and just oh, being like my it? band is like the best thing <laughs> I, do know, that, is it? I do that way too much <laughs> I, I mean it just it depends on how it's done I guess like I don't know like I'm not saying there's anything wrong with listening to your own music but but to just yeah, boasting about it too like listening just like oh yeah my shit is just awesome blah 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 there are definitely just, songs it's, I it's go an back attitude to. thing there are definitely songs I go back to and I'm like oh jeez what the fuck was I thinking oh, <laughs> like, no, I know, like, I know. it sounds bad or whatever <laughs> or the really guitar works real cringe and I don't like it and it's dated or whatever Sal yeah. does and that to some... every song he's ever done <laughs> nah <laughs> dude do like my thing is like I don't listen to it. I don't jam it once it's done, really. I'll listen to it a few times, but like the recording process, you hear it so many times. Yeah. You know, yes, in a rough fa- version and then, you know, the, all the way to the fully mastered version, you just, you're re recording and listening to it. It's like someone it. editing a movie. By the time it comes out, they've seen the movie. <clears throat> like oh, yeah. 40 yeah. times. And whatever. same thing with like, with like editing these podcast episodes. I don't fucking listen to them or watch them anymore after the matter because I, it, they're, I, I do I, that. I do that too. Yeah. I listen to my podcasts afterwards. If if it's an episode that I think is really fun or insightful. Yeah, well, some yeah. like it, sometimes I will like really if anything I'll listen to a portion of it more more so as like a benefit for me to like listen and see if there's anything leveling wise maybe that I could improve on or make sure things sound okay. Um but for the most part like after spending hours and hours like he said just just working on it and rewatching parts and editing and doing whatever else like I I have seen this time and time over in a completely different way, but in in a weird way, it is also nice to kind of see it as a finished product for what it is at least once. Yeah. Um, I I I plan on I guess maybe eventually watching this Christmas episode, but I don't want anything to do with that right now. I'm literally <laughs> I'm literally like so fucking exhausted and uh, and done with that thing like that. That was by far the hardest project. I have done yet in this format because of the, just because there was so much shit going on and having to set up everything like behind the scenes, like it was just like four separate sequences and I mean all kinds of stuff, dude. And we yeah. were fucking trash. It, it wasn't an ordinary podcast. That's what yeah. made it so difficult to yeah. edit. It, it it just came out today, so I don't know if y'all have seen it yet or anything, <clears> but it's not. it's fucking insane. I'd say it turned out really good, but there were a lot of problems that that happened kind of like in intermittently because we were trying new stuff and by the end of it we were so fucking trashed and uh just just little bitty things it was little bitty things but overall it still turned out really good but it was a lot of work and then to top it off it wouldn't render like i oh, i was oh, i would start the render man. process and it would go and render for like 30 minutes 40 and then it minutes would stop and, and it would just be it. like error unable to do it and it gives you it never tells you like why it's always just like a real bland like error code negative 1600 blah 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 and it like a little like a loose timestamp, and you just kind of have to 
guess and try to, I rendered, I tried to render this thing five times last night. I didn't go to bed until like 5 a.m. this morning because it just, that's, that's when it finally actually rendered. I just sat there and watched it. I restarted my computer and did it and, and I, and it finally just, just worked like it, it always, was supposed to. It always makes me happy <laughs> when other people have technical difficulties because it makes you being like, I, I, I love the comedian Bill Burr and he always talks about like yeah. when you're working with something technical, like losing your shit as part of the process, like how many times someone goes like, where's the fucking, oh, there it is. <laughs> like, like <laughs> having that kind of moment, like it happens with me when like if Pro Tools will crash and I'm like, God fucking, God damn it. <laughs> or like, yeah. and even like my manager, Chris, who has like a crazy like five thousand dollar video editing computer, even Damn. he has like moments where he's like, "What is going on? Why is this not working?" Like yeah. it makes me feel yep. good that I'm not the only one who deals with it. I mean, it makes me feel good feel good to hear that because sometimes like because you, you think know, like, "Am I an idiot? Am I am I just like bullshitting yeah. my way through this?" And it does. Like, it no, does yeah. what it feels like sometimes. It's like I'll, I'll just be working so hard and things will be. It it goes in waves, really. It's like sometimes it'll it, like the process will be just streamlined, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, I'm getting I'm getting this shit down." Like I feel good about it, and then it, but it's just when shit starts fucking up that you're just like. Like, oh my god like what uh youtube's been my my best friend through premiere pro though honestly yeah. just like because other people have had the same problems i learned how to find change, them out i learned how to change the my oxygen transmitter or whatever on my fucking <laughs> nissan to the youtube yeah. Like the, oh the, yeah the o2 sent like some the fire someone wanted to charge me like 300 bucks to do it and i was like this little fucking thing that you just like you take off the the air intake manifold and put it in and put it back on and that's it and then, like it's like a 20 minute video at most and i watched yep. it and i was like i'm just gonna do this for a split yeah. second i was so confused because I was like, "What does Pro Tools need an oxygen transmitter for?" No, I, no, I thought he was making a joke at first. Those higher, like, hey, those higher power rigs need them. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's right. Yeah, put the CO2 tank into no, this interface. I, <laughs> I, uh, I I do listen to a lot, like a lot of my own stuff sometimes. Yeah. It's usually to see the progression of like stuff that I did three or four years ago to stuff that I do now. I'm always, yeah. I'm always comparing stuff that I do, especially like my mixes or my masters. I'm always listening to like, I'm always like comparing it to like bands that I think are like that I really enjoy. Like I'm listening to like motionless and white or fit for a King comparing mm -hmm. my songs to their songs, both in like how loud it is, how dynamic it is or how punchy. It yeah. Is. And that way I never, I never want to feel like I'm standing still. Yeah. See, I do the same thing. Like I'll, I'll that, that's what I'll, like I said, I'll listen to the episodes to try to, like compare and contrast with podcasts that I like listening to. Like, yeah, <laughs> I've been, I've, was, I've been sitting here this whole time. Just like, I just see you start using your hands. Just, I've been so thinking happy. about it in the, in the, this entire time. Like I was like, wow, no one's like reacting, which is good. But it's like, I'm sitting here making serious arguments. Like, <laughs> With the claws. <laughs> and you're talking about editing, and I just keep on thinking about you going back and watching you just, like, play with your phone. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> Cut this clip. Anyway, it, I don't even remember what I was saying. Oh, yeah, con con comparing, contrasting, uh, like, my podcast. Like, But it's, it's the same thing. Just, like, what volume do I comfortably listen to this podcast at? Okay, so now let me, you know, make sure that this sound, like, my sounds good at this volume as well kind of little things like that just trying to make sure it's as good as it can be you know it's a, it's a it's a constant evolving process see i just have a mastering chain like on my podcast episodes and uh -huh. i just leave it and i just drag it from one track to one track so all my stuff is the same level nice but honestly like if i had episodes that were like different volume discrepancies i'm like i'm give a shit <laughs> like <laughs> my podcast is like i tell my i tell my my podcast co-host matt i was like straight up like this is like some of the most fun i get to have is doing this podcast i don't ever want to come into this podcast and feel like 
Like I want it to be the one thing where I can geek out and talk about whatever the fuck we're talking about. Relax. It's a giant de-stressor for my life. So I don't want to ever get to the point where it's like feels like a lot of work. Even though I do edit these like giant two-hour episodes and yep. snip out all the ums and silences or whatever. But that's basically me listening to the episode. Exactly. So by the time I have gotten through all that and like I'm ready to upload it, like I've pretty much heard the episodes. But I have gone back and heard like like watched episodes where we had guests on or whatever that I just think are a lot of fun. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a process, man. But I'm kind of glad to hear that I'm not. I guess I'm not like the. I don't know the only. Like you said, I'm not the only one like experiencing these types of things or thinking these things, problems, blah blah blah, whatever. Yeah. Boppity boopy. The, 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 <laughs> the, the stuff that's happened in my studio that you would laugh at if you found my solutions would be hilarious. Like plenty of times, like why isn't this working? And I'm like, oh, my keyboard's off. <laughs> like it's just yeah, stupid fucking, shit like that. And you're like, oh my god. If someone was here and saw that, they would be like, I'm not giving this dude my money. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's weird how <laughs> shit works like that, man. <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyway, jump, jumping, back to, jumping back to Luke's album real quick, which speaking of which, we got the first ever oh, autographed copy here live on set. What the fuck was yeah. that? What was that? What was that? The, the light bar. Did it just fall? No, it, it it's just, okay. It's, it's okay. okay. It'll be all right. Over. It's okay. It happens all the time. I, I, oh, for real? Okay. I worked really hard to get that song, not once but twice. <laughs> I uh, I was sober, I think, for the first time. No, you weren't. No, you, I wasn't. I wasn't sober. I was definitely drunk the second time because somehow I got backstage and they let me back there. Yeah, I was confused. Like we were all yeah. side stage and all the puzzle. Patrick's like, "Goo, you gotta sign this again, man." All the all they all got rubbed off. <laughs> 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 He's all sweaty and shit. Well, yeah, dude, I was I was partying, man. Oh, I know, yeah. I know. Oh my god. Other than y'all, I don't think anyone had a better time than I did. I was fucking gone. Maybe hey, you were I mad. Si- I signed this. I oh forgot, yeah, I forgot yeah. About that. Yeah. Oh, you did too. I have a smiley face. Oh, oh nice. <laughs> and then you get you got uh, Jill's signature on the back yeah, of that too, right? <laughs> to make it even more unique. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, my copy has the signature of the drummer's wife. It's also, yeah. it, it's also got Zach's uh, pick right next. Yeah, his, to his signature, signature pick. Ooh. Zach has a signature pick. Yeah, it's, it has that's his face least, on it. If I've ever seen one, that's the least punk rock thing I've ever I heard. I swear, you guys, <laughs> want some my you guys want my one of my signature picks? I don't have a signature. I was pick. So I'm a working class guitar player. <laughs> you guys want my, I don't have a my, signature guitar pick. What, what's, bougie. What's really crazy about the pick is like I didn't even know it was him on it till like a week later because I forgot. Let me see this. I, I, it's I, got it's, his face it's, on it. He's on it. Yeah, I forgot that like he even he gave me the pick. I, I completely <laughs> forgot that he even gave me the pick because we were backstage. I think it was him that actually got me backstage. I don't remember. Um, but that, he that handed a me a pick. Pick as well. And, it's so and I didn't even know that he was <laughs> on it. I just put it in my pocket, and then like a week later, I was like, "Oh yeah, I've got that pick," and I found it like. And one of my like my my jeans or something. I think I'm pretty sure that's how I found it. And then it was his face. And I was like, oh shit! I had no idea this whole time. Nice. I'll, I'll have to look at that in a second. I can't believe he's never shown us these pit, his custom picks with he's him on it. it. That's he's... wild as fuck. What the heck? <laughs> that's funny. But yeah, permanent set piece. Uh, at least until you come out with another one, maybe. Yeah. But yeah, that's true. he's gonna make a nice addition to the set. Uh, but speaking of the album, man, how's how's it been performing? Man, it's, Since it's been out. It's pretty cool because, like, I'll go look at the stats and all that and look at, like, you know, how many streams and where people are listening to it at. Russia loves it, which is weird, but cool. 
And like, I just because of the subliminal communist messaging that shows underneath, courtesy of Rob. So, yeah, yeah. Rob took it from my record to our record. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I've slowed, I'm halfway through. Eventually, it'll just be my record, and Luke will be producing it, and then it'll just be my record, and Luke will stop doing it, and then it'll become like, the Rob Shoemaker project. <laughs> and then it's like, and then eventually it's like the Rob Naji product, like project, and then it's like one song features Luke Shoemaker, and then eventually he's just gone. And then it comes back mind. full it's circle. No, he yeah. slowly comes back. Yeah. It's a circle. Life is a circle. Life is a circle. He snaps yeah. Luke out of existence, and then yeah, the fucking multiverse opens, and Luke comes back, and it all comes to a fucking head. And shit. Rob starts singing "Angel." <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> we were at the studio the other day, and I was playing "Angel," but I kept playing it really poorly. It was I about had a stroke because <laughs> he was like intentionally. I like, also played a guitar solo, but I played it like one step out of key with the song. Oh, Oh, which is shit. the worst sounding opinion. Yeah. I would just look him straight in the eye. <laughs> well, well, no, the worst is the other day I tracked a guitar solo on a song and he waited till after I recorded it and then he came in with like a pitch correction plug in <laughs> and, and dropped it down yeah, a right. half step. And he's like, all right, I'll run it back, man. See what you think of it. And he played it. And it was, you know, like the song that we're working with like is in G and the solo was in F sharp. And so it was just awful. Watching his face slowly realize what happened. He was like, <laughs> he, he wants to tell you it sounds like shit so bad but he doesn't want to be like mean or whatever but I'll be like it's, it's your like, guitar solo I just, it's exactly I'm... the way I love it <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh <laughs> but but yeah back back to the album you said Russia loves it but like other than that like how how's it been performing man it's been doing pretty solid you know like if now what I'm about to say is factoring in the streams that Angel and Armageddon both accrued like prior to the full album coming out. So like Angel and Armageddon have gotcha. both been out for a minute before yeah. the record came out. But like if you factor in the streams from Apple Music and Spotify, factoring in the streams that Apple and Armageddon like had over time too, we're getting close to it. If we're not already there, about twenty thousand streams so far, Ooh. which is which is dope and like which is enough for three dollars yeah basically <laughs> for fucking real man yeah that's, a, that's the same thing with the podcast like ru like running just like one like dinky ad like you get all these plays and you get like seven bucks yeah it's so it's so nuts and, so fucking nuts and then like i've been checking spotify too and like our monthly listeners on the profile which i think i've been texting it to y'all like yeah. in the group chat too like it's blowing my mind because like as of this morning it's got us at like 750 or something like that monthly wow. listeners when a month ago we were at like 80 <laughs> you know what i mean see that's it that's fucking insane that's like that's some awesome, real dude. hardcore exponential growth yeah. yeah that's nuts it's insane like it still doesn't feel real you know what i mean yeah I'm not really surprised. It's a really good album. Oh, like, yeah. I, I listen to it, dude. I'm telling you, like I, I, I listen to it all the time. Thanks, man, all the for time. Real. That's high praise. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what, what, what's y'all's favorite songs on it? I like "Walking Over Fire." That's yeah. the one that I. That's the one that I feel like has the. Uh, it's got the coolest melodies or whatever. And it's, uh, I remember when you brought it to me at first, you just had this little lead, the little lead thing that you were doing in the verse. Yeah. And like, you didn't have any verse going on in the rhythms. So all the people out there, when you're listening to like walking over fire, those verse rhythms, that's like, that was my idea. You know, it's it actually all about was, Rob. Yeah. It is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, For me though, it's, it's a tie between a couple of tracks. So like, I love glass sky on the record. Glass sky is a, a cool one, but I think overall my favorite one is home off the record i think that's probably my favorite nice so mm -hmm. why did he only get a like a featuring 
like on that one home. Oh yeah, that's the one that I wrote. Yeah. He, oh, you yeah, completely yeah. wrote. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He everything instrumentally that you hear, Rob completely wrote on that one. I just came in and wrote like the the lyrics and the vocal melodies, which he even helped some with the lyrics on the second verse. Was it on that one? Yeah. Something like that. But yeah, like everything musically, he wrote on home. Oh, gotcha. And like okay. it's 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 a really like I, I don't know it just. I just I vibe with that one. It's that perfect blend of it's got enough heaviness that it's a little bit heavier than active rock, but like it's still that anthemic kind of feel too, where you could hear it on the radio and all that. And it's mm-hmm. it's a fun one to play live. It oh, really yeah. is. And Sal's featured on the album too. Yeah, he's on the wind. Yeah, he is. That solo was dope. That solo is dope. I wish I could hear it at the Temple show. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> Man. I, I told him as soon as I went on and did the guest feature, I was like, I literally shouted out before the song started, can I get some more guitar on this monitor? Because there's like no guitar in that monitor. And then I just like, I, I don't think it happened. So I just like, was like, all right, here we go. I just played without being able to really hear myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If, it then, make, uh, if it makes you feel better, Sal, you looked really cool. You looked like you were playing the solo yeah, very well. Visually. Very. I wouldn't know like from an audio standpoint. But it looked really impressive. Yeah, but I, no, I feel I, like I nailed it too. When I, I go like, back, fuck, and, I couldn't even. But hear there, were, it. but I had like multiple people tell me like, man, like we couldn't hear Sal solo, which sucked, you know, like. Well, I couldn't hear uh, Rob when he went up there either. Yeah, oh, yeah. for real. Well, thanks a lot, Luke. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll say this much though, like I going back and watching the footage that Leanna got of the wind, I forgot just how hard that song goes live. Bro, hell it yeah, does. yeah, it dude, does. it's it goes hard live. You know, cool. like that. That's one of those songs. That song and Home both were ones that, for some reason, they like they took time to grow on me. Like at mm-hmm. first, I just like I, I wasn't as into them as some of the other tracks. Like I really liked Angel, mm-hmm. um, and and whatnot. But like those ones, it, until we started playing them, that's really mm-hmm. where it hit. Is like we started playing them, rehearsing them, and the next thing I know, they're like stuck in my head. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, dude, they, they, okay, these are actually really fucking good. Like yeah. I didn't think they were bad, but like just compared to like the other ones, like I just wasn't like feeling it quite as much. Yeah. But now, but now, yeah, they they're they're fucking jamming, dude. Really I, I have a, I have a hard time. Uh, I don't know whether what I like more, Angel Acoustic or just the regular version. I I listen. That to actually both. means a lot. I I love both of them. Yeah. I think they're both. That acoustic great. version came together like nothing too. We did like maybe two sessions on it except i had to have rob go ahead and just knock out the acoustics for me because i'm the worst at yeah. tracking acoustics <laughs> we talked about that last hear, time he was yeah. here he won't, he won't hear the same like he'll play the same part three different times three different ways and i'm like you know like when you really want to get that wall of sound you got to kind of play them all like exactly the same way <laughs> and i'll play it like you hear how you did this one like and you do it like on the upbeat and here you're on the downbeat and he was like I don't hear any difference. <laughs> <laughs> just give me the goddamn guitar. <laughs> I literally paid Rob with Moe's to just track the guitar and be done with, with it. With Moe's. <laughs> yeah. Moe Monday. That's true. I love, I was uh, at Moe's. Oh, shit. Moe, motherfucker. Uh, I was at Moe's today. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you just have the receipt out? No. I have the rewards out. And I get the points at the end. Uh, I fucking love Moe's, dude. dude Moe's all about a shit. good burrito. Yep. All about a good fucking burrito, man. But uh, <laughs> what he originally wanted to do for it was he wanted to just open up the session take his vocals and then just record some acoustic stuff under it and i was like oh that's the right idea because we actually slowed the song down we did a yeah. few bpm and like uh we just like i don't have the session for angel anymore because i lost it when i was transferring stuff to my new computer oh. which is fine uh i don't ever, i don't anticipate ever needing to like open that song up again so i hope not no <laughs> but, for sure like, not it's so done. we just like when, <laughs> it's good when we uh thanks man. when we did the uh, the acoustic version, like we just like 
it's not even it, it came together so quick that I was like, this is one of those songs I'm like, ugh, I'm I'm almost mixing on autopilot. Like all the acoustic stuff, all the electronics and stuff, getting his voice. Like it like it was the song practically mixed itself, which is a, a nice feeling, especially when yeah. songs like uh like a song like The Wind actually took a long time to really get all the tones and stuff dialed in exactly the way I wanted them to sound. Mm -hmm. What would you say was the hardest one on the record to like? Oh, the, the hardest one to mix was uh, Levitate, which is why it doesn't <laughs> sound good. <laughs> Levitate yeah, sounds good. Yeah, yeah well, I, I like, like Levitate. I like Levitate's Levitate. Good. It's very catchy. It is really good. But like that was actually one of the first things I said to Luke after getting to listen to the album was like, that's the only one that like jarred me in a mix in a mix way i agree yeah, 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 yeah. i uh I, there, there's some of the some of the like certain vocals it sounds like you you had you like recorded the song got it mixed mastered perfected perfected and then recorded vocals on top of it yeah but it but there, it, it's, it, not, it, it's not, not that bad like i'm not that's you know, not I'm, actually untrue from what kind of happened because that's okay. oh, wow. we kind of went in and we we didn't record over the mastered version but we had like this thing and we kind of went in and had everybody like here's the thing like when you're recording something and this is like everyone who worked on that song did as, as good a job as i could have that song was written with, with another intention like that yeah like that it, intro uh, that you hear was supposed to be an intro but luke wanted to do the, the vocals over it and then it just and then the guitars kick in and the song starts and his vocals start and i'm like that that intro like doesn't it's not meant to be a verse so it feels like weird and like i never quite he was like, I Rob, I really want to use it. And I'm like, man, I can write you another intro. Like I wrote, I wrote the intro for y'all sh <laughs> the, the show or whatever when y'all yeah, yep, came out. Yep. So like, I can throw together stuff like that all the time. But like, he really wanted it, so we kept it. And then you had uh, we had Ariel coming in and doing the verses and like getting everybody to sing. It like I, Ariel's like she, even if it's something as simple as I'm not saying she necessarily did this, but like she might sing closer to the mic and Luke might sing like further away from the mic. Right, so you have two yeah. different sounds of capturing and like how you actually got the vocals to sound. Of course. So the vocals to sound disconnected, not necessarily by themselves, but from each other. What's funny is the journey that song's taken because like at first, so like also the guitar tones are like they were written before I had my second studio. So I had to record them on my 11 rack as opposed to going out to Russellville and like doing the nice tones that oh. you hear on like that you'll hear on walking or home or the wind or stuff. Yeah. It's crazy. Cause like that song originally wasn't even my song originally. Like Natel wrote it for when Natel was going to do a solo record. Yeah, Devin from the veil was going to do that song with us. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, I feel bad because I keep talking to him like, man, we're going to fucking do something because I love his band. Uh, and every time I hit him up, I'm like we're gonna do something one day, and I'm like, I'm writing this thing with the tall, and you're gonna come on it, and then like that didn't happen. Then there was another thing we were gonna do, and that didn't happen. I feel bad because every time I hit him up, I have like, <laughs> like I have all these great plans, and they fall through, and I'm like, I hope he doesn't take it personally or think I don't want to. I was just glad we got to use that song though, because like when Atel first showed it to me, like while we were tracking Chasing Time, like I fell in love with it, and then like it was originally gonna be a Dark from Day One song when I was still in there, and then like going back to doing the solo record and all that i called natel one day i was like man would it be cool if <laughs> like if we use this song on the record and and he was he was really really cool about it and it was it's cool to have him on there on the record too it's like because it i got to have a lot of like my really good friends on it. having sal and having natel and like having rob it was just it was a really cool thing yeah so, oh yeah for sure man yeah it, it's it's nice to like have it you know have the, those people involved like you yeah know, like you said man Man, but Patrick, if you like if you like those versions of Angel, then you'll probably love 
Angel at 125% speed. Oh, yeah, during practice, Y'all man. Y'all got that? Well, not recorded. <laughs> we can make it. <laughs> yeah. At practice, we'll just like goof off sometimes and just play Angel as literally as fast as we can. Yeah. You ever watch like one of those YouTube videos where it's like satisfying compilations? And yeah. then you watch like the other ones that are like unsatisfying. That's what it's like to hear them play Angel at like way faster. <laughs> <laughs> it's like watching like it's like watching a puzzle piece almost come into place and then just stops before it gets there. And you're like, ah! like you feel this uh, this completely unresolved tension. <laughs> yeah, like it's that. just That's so funny. like just the whole time. <laughs> Not anything like Rob's pitch shifted versions or anything. No. <laughs> <laughs> How's that gingerbread mountain do? By the way, it is. Fine. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> it's just okay. Fine. It's just okay. What, you mean like the new Spider-Man movie? Dude. I did not oh, say that. Shut oh, up. I love yeah. the God, new Spider-Man. Please don't, don't let this come out. Don't let this be put out there. Like, if the you're, new Spider-Man movie is I, great. I, I, is I, great. I have <laughs> developed a weird like thing on my podcast. Like Some of the listeners think I'm like uh, a contrarian or whatever. I said it was it was really good. But it like Luke was like, Rob, it's the best Marvel movie of all time. Or comic book movie of all time. And I was like, if you don't believe, like we can make a bet. And I'll give you a dollar. And I was like, "You owe me a dollar." And I was like, "It's not. It's it's really good, but it's no." You can't make near. a bet on an opinion that y'all yeah, don't like, agree on. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> I, 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 hadn't, I hadn't seen it at the time, and I was like, when I saw the movie, I came out. It's really good. Someone spoiled one of the things going into it. Okay. Yeah, you know one of those things like where after a comic book movie comes out and you start seeing people post all these articles. Yeah, X and such person might be coming back to the MCU. And like, oh, well, thanks for just ruining that. You just confirmed something that I knew was. Thought was gonna be in the movie, but didn't know for sure. Yeah, and now yep, yep, now yep. that's ruined for me. But like I I went into the movie, I really enjoyed it. I think there's too many characters for everyone to really like. Some of the like the lizard. This is not a spoiler. The lizards in the movie. He has like five lines of dialogue. Like it, I am the lizard. Yeah, there's literally there's literally a line where like he like like uh, <laughs> there's literally a line in the movie where he's where like he, he's talking to Electro and he was like I could I could change you around like you can change me to a lizard. Yes, I'm gonna change you to a lizard. <laughs> Whatever, because that's apparently all he cares about is being a lizard. It reminds me of why I didn't really love those Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies necessarily, but like. Uh, I, I thought it was really good for the most part. You offended me so much and so. How I just said I really, I just said I thought, I thought it was really good, but I don't Your think it's thoughts the greatest. Hurt comic people, book. Rob. Are my words hurt you? No thoughts. This is what you think. Do you, th you think I it's think the best Marvel movie ever? Marvel definitely. Yeah. Superhero movie probably not. I would say it's the greatest comic book movie of all time. That's just me though. When you say Marvel, do you mean MCU or do you mean Marvel? Marvel. Like I would say, like Logan is a better movie. Than no, that. for sure not. Logan, I really it was did great. like Logan. Logan's Logan great. Was good. See, Logan great. is like a is like a harrowing look at like what it's like to grow yeah. old and watch all your friends slip away from you. Like that, like that. This is the kind of this is what I talked to Luke about. I was like, there's kind of two kinds of comic book movies, and this is definitely kind A. The, there was it's like it's really fun. It's a lot like a lot of pathos. It's like a lot of great fun characters and stuff. A lot of character moments. A couple of great little character arcs. A lot of the villains don't really get character arcs in the movie. Listen, what'd you think about when Lightning McQueen showed up? Dude, that was insane. It was. That was like man. my favorite fucking part. Because like Kachow and then Neo shows up. <laughs> Look, I'll choke you. Listen, listen, listen. Spider Man I, got nothing I've on never, Lightning McQueen. I, I've never been more excited watching a movie in my life. I'm not than trying watching. to take away your experience. But it was like so when great. You, you when when Logan dies, I'm not like, oh. I'm like, no, when fuck? Logan dies, now, I cried because he's like this little girl who he's had to like learn how to take care of. It's like, please don't leave me. And it's like, it's horrid. Yeah. And he gets killed yeah. by being stabbed through a tree. Like, it's just fucking brutal and like, 
existentially full of dread and like it, it there's two kinds of comic book movies there's ones that are like fun and full of like kind of fan service which is like fan service isn't did andrew I'm, I'm garfield show up what about to other people haven't seen Damn the movie it. so i can't confirm or deny who does or does not show up in the movie we that's can, what i'm we saying can, we can, though, the, we can loosely but I'm talk saying, about it but yeah. like don't spoil it for me please yeah the only thing that could have made logan better is if it crossed over with dennis quaid's the day after tomorrow mm. anyway my point is there's, there's two <laughs> kinds of comic movies there's the fun fan service ones and there's the ones that are really serious and they're trying to say something about more than just like being a superhero movie yeah like that's why i like logan so much because logan but there a, was a lot of that in the new spider-man as well but we can't talk about it i guess i, I kind of felt that it was just kind of like we get it you like you jackman it's exactly what i expected <laughs> it to be but i expected it to be really good but my point is like logan was like such a singular movie to me i or, love or, the yeah. movie by the way i really do yeah. i love logan it's, and I it's, look, it's or, one of my favorite x-men movies or i look at movies like batman v superman oh here we or, go or i look at movies that like are so distinctly different saying, yeah, we, from we don't have 40 minutes else. for that i know like spider-man Home, Spider-Man No Way Home is exactly what I think the people that love it want it to be and that's fine. Like I I really liked it too. I don't think it's the greatest comic book movie ever. I don't even think it's the best MCU movie ever. I think if you look at like Tony Stark's death in Endgame, like nothing comes close to that level of pathos. Or like where Pepper Potts puts her hand on his heart and is like, it's okay, Tony. You can let go now. You saved them. Like you, you did that thing you said all the way back in Age of Ultron where you needed to put a suit of armor around the world to keep us all safe. And then you see his light go out as the piano music goes down. I'm like, look, Spider-Man No Way Home is good. That's like 10, that was 10 years of storytelling to get th- us to that moment. I think the like, only thing that gets close to that is in Talladega Nights when Ricky Bobby's shut dad the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, He's got it right, though. Like, that, that was that, that was like an intense, intense moment. Like in Damn it, Ricky, I was high when I said that. Ricky, I was high when I said that. Sir, you can't smoke in a school. It's okay. I'm a volunteer firefighter. <laughs> <laughs> I used to love, me and my friends used to quote the, the insults from that movie. I don't yeah. know if you remember them. Hey, why don't you shut the hell up? Up or I'll put you in the microwave. So like, <laughs> like, like all the stuff like that. I don't know yeah, how many times fuck you, gonna you t- Chip. How many times are you gonna toss me the toaster when I'm in the bathtub? Like, I'm <laughs> ten years old, bro. Whoop your ass. I come at you like a spider monkey. I love, like, huh, I'm Ricky Bobby, and if you don't chew Big Red, then fuck, fuck you. you. <laughs> yeah, I remember those those fake little ads they did. One yeah. one, one he does in like Mandarin. Ching chong, ching chong, yeah, like prune like, candy. Yeah. I love the one where he's like when they talk uh, about leaving like. A like life insurance, like leave it around your dead corpse for your loved ones to take care of. Ain't cool. So again, like JM Grady's life insurance or whatever. I love the one where he's like, huh, I'm Ricky Bobby. Did you know that 98% of us will die in our lifetime? Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. Yeah. Or the, huh, I'm Ricky Bobby. There's a there's wild packs of ravenous wolves taking over the major cities and knocking up the Apparently, apparently, uh, apparently Will Ferrell and Adam McKay like aren't mm-hmm. cool anymore. Oh, for real. Because he did a lot of those those like mid two thousands Will Ferrell movies. Like yep. he did like uh, I think he did the other guys, mm-hmm. uh, Talladega Nights, Anchorman, like all those big. Mm-hmm. And yeah, apparently, like yeah. him. Apparently, they're not cool anymore. Like I saw Adam McKay did an interview. He was like, "Yeah, like we're not friends anymore. I don't know why they had a big falling out or something." Mm-hmm. Adam McKay's great. Damn, though. 
Hmm. I thought John C. Riley made those movies the best. He's great. Yeah. I love Cal Naughton Jr. Yeah. He's just like, he's like the magic man. And he's like, that is the stupidest idea I've ever heard. My favorite part. And he's just like, I think you're just mad because you didn't come up with it. I love when they're like, I'm El Diablo. That's that's That stands for flying chicken. No, it's like, that's like Spanish for fighting chicken. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I love the part where he's like, maybe you could let me win. Uh, first and he's like, hey, ain't nothing wrong with silver. <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with silver. Like, I want you to stuff it down <laughs> and never bring it up again. <laughs> or whatever. I love those movies. Yeah. Good stuff. Here's what I always say. I never made it as a wise man. And I couldn't cut it as <laughs> Stealing. I'm going to keep this now. I'm tired of living Fine. like a blind man. Well, Patrick's camera died. It's like completely dead. <clears throat> Did the episode stop? No. We're okay. still rolling. Uh, who knows if these cameras are alive? One of these days. They me, are. One of these days, me and Luke are going to do a Nickelback cover. I already picked the song. And told what is day. it? He's been uh, saying, no, don't say it. Because you've been saying it for three years that we're going to do it. Not three years. I've been saying it for like. A year and a half. No, three years. No, it is not. It has been three. This leader of men. If you remember that song from like like it's like one of their on their second album that came out. It's one of their like one of their older singles. It's before they got huge and big. And I actually think it's like a really kind of cool, like mellow vibe type song. And I could definitely do something with that. I only Mm -hmm. like to do covers when I can like have a lot of fun with it. Yeah, but I was like, every time I show Luke a cover I'm working on, let me sing on it, let me sing on it, let me sing on it, let me sing on it. Yeah. Sing on it. That is like, true. I'll give and, you and that. And I'm just like, no, you, 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 you have your own specific sound, and that sound only works for certain things, and that's fine. But we are gonna do a Nickelback cover, and that's gonna be everything you wanted. And you're gonna be like, Rob, this is the greatest day of my life. I t- it, it's funny though, because like you can ask Rob just how many times like we're in the studio and we're working on a track, and I'm like, yeah, man, with this ch- song more so than the others, I'm really going for that Bad Wolves feel. But I and say I like, it every oh, song. Oh, you mean like all the other ones? You're all <laughs> yeah. or, or he'll say this, he'll be like, man, I, this one, this one turned out to be my favorite one on the record. This is what I'm saying: recency bias. Everyone's favorite thing is the last thing that they did. <laughs> like, it's, yeah, it's, in it's, a way. It's for movie movies and for your songs you're always like this one's my favorite man music yeah i can see that working for music for sure i've never heard i've never heard the words tommy vexed more in my life until <laughs> i started being around luke all the time <laughs> the chapel- you, got, you got tommy vexed the chapel town rag from slipknot is the best slipknot song ever you're fucking retarded just because it's the best <laughs> is, that, is that like is that one of their like it's, it's the, like it's the latest thing that they released, and because it's the newest, I guess it's I the best. Heard it. Yes, I don't know. Duality is pretty pimp, though. But is it? Did it come out yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> no, it, that that is true. It did not come out yesterday. So how could it be the best? I don't know. Like that chorus is fucking pimp. I'm just saying. Like, oh yeah, I mean. Apparently, that... Rick Rubin, when he was producing that, was like never there. Yeah. <laughs> and Corey Taylor was like, "Why does everyone give this guy so much credit for making like all these great records?" I never saw him. Yeah. <laughs> like, we, were, we would be making this record. He was just never there. He has. Like, he's come out and said that a lot. A lot. But the, the a... guy that uh, Greg Fettelman, the guy that uh, mixed the record, I think he mixed it. Yeah. Don't attack me if he didn't. Um, I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, he's the one that does all their new albums. He produces all their new albums. Right on. Oh nice. yeah, yeah. He That's, said because yeah. he said that he he wound up helping him a lot more than Rick Rubin yeah. did on that album. I, I I think I saw that. Nice. Do you know that Rick Rubin actually produced the Overview Project out now by Luke? Sh- I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the shade. I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, he, I mean, he might as well have if he wasn't there. Yeah, yeah apparently yeah. that's how he produces. He's just like he's so minimalist. He's not even there. He's Rob's just, a ghost producer. He gives producer. you all the elbow room in the world to do whatever you want. You just show him the finished product, and he goes. 
He may not even good. he may not even <laughs> sign contracts or have ever talked to you on the phone. That's if you, you just get his you just get his stamp of approval, then he produced the record because of his name. <laughs> Can I have a feature on one of your songs one day to where I just come in, I play and record one note, and then I leave and my name's on the album. Yes, I will allow that to happen. <laughs> just ding. that's it. Yeah, I'll ha- I'll, it'll be like a a, a little synth thing. <laughs> like you press a, a note on the piano. <laughs> yeah. That was Salvin. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, why not? I don't care. Or just like record like guitar feedback and it's just like pollutes yeah. the noise of the back or the back of the song the whole sure. time. <laughs> or, or I could have him like speaking at the beginning of the song. Like you hear like stuff like, I don't know, like Sweet Home Alabama. It's like, turn her up or whatever. You hear, <laughs> you hear, that, at the be- you hear that at the beginning and that's his, that's his best feature. Dude, that's fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> I need That's more fun. guitar in my headphones. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So Sal, do you you're you're a recording guy. Yeah. Do you have any like favorite uh like producers or mixers or stuff? Not really. Um Bob I don't really, Rock. I don't really favor any of them. Bob Rock I mean, is a good producer. No, I'm just saying he's a Metallica fan. Just, just ripping on old Sal. <laughs> I don't have like People give him shit because they say Anger Snare sounds like shit. Like, you know what Snare doesn't sound like shit? The Black Album's giant, massive sound. <laughs> like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, because I think the... I mean, I could be wrong. I, I don't know that much about that. But I want to say that, like, that Snare sounding like that was mostly Lars's fault. Yeah, it? yeah. Like, like they he probably w- used a weird steel can snare or whatever that was, like, a weird experimental. But, like... Oh, for sure. Uh, Bob Rock came out and said something about, like, how weird that album sounds or whatever. And he was like, you know what? That album kept that band together. So he's like, if this, if if the byproduct of that is like you have a shitty sounding snare drum, he's like, get over it. There's more yeah. problems like, with yeah, the album yeah. than just the snare, though. Yeah, like it's, it's not a, it's not my favorite album or whatever. But there are, there's like a weird subset of Metallica fans. Like everything once you, once you reach the Black album, it's downhill. Oh, them. I know. But I love that album. That album sonically holds up against records made now with way better technology. I love Death Magnetic. Yeah. I thought that was a great album. Yeah, Death Magnetic. That's when they, they went it back grew to on Rick me. Rubin or whatever. Yeah, it's underrated. It grew on me. It grew on me after time, but yeah, mm-hmm. I really like that album. I'll say this. So, like, I'm curious to know your answer to this, too. Actually, all y'all's answers. But, like, my all-time favorite record, probably, Life Starts Now, Three Days Grace. I love it. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, that's, the, it's underrated. Uh, I, was I, thought gonna, I, was I thought you were going to do, like, another Nickelback no, reference or no, whatever. I, I'm being <laughs> I was bracing myself for it. No. My favorite record. You guys tell me if this is right. I never made it as a white. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, like life starts now by three days. Grace is like legitimately the one record that like it came out September of 2009 and I can listen to it every day and never get tired of it. That it, that's your number one. Yes, it is a good album. It's my favorite three days. Grace album. Actually. I don't know if I could pick just an overall favorite album yeah me neither i think the and e- also that's not even the best three days grace record oh it totally is one x <laughs> i knew you were gonna better. say that i like one, one x, x has too. way better one x has like pain and animal i have become not too late all these huge hits that we remember i remember like one song off life starts break it's it break. break i'm just saying we can all say it's better than the past two record well the past three records from three days grace the last I, I one that adam did yeah, and then really the two well they they've dropped two now with their new singer matt I heard they had that song "Painkiller." I remember that's a great song. Yeah, that's, that's, a good that's a great song. They're hit and those, miss. Uh, They're hit and miss with with him. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I can't weigh in on it. I've, I've never been a Three Days Grace. Their fan, new song. I, I like, like their new song a lot. I can't. I you don't can't, like it? I thought it was pretty. I don't like it. I I, I dig it. I, I haven't it listened to good. it to be fair again, but it's just like a, I don't. I don't seek it out i don't i've never really liked the whole it. buzz about it was like they went back to their old sound i'm like that doesn't even sound like the old it just sound yeah. it just sounds like 
It sounds like the new shit. Like it, they, I mean, I mean, they're kind of ripping off. I think Bring Me the Horizon a little bit. They're trying to. Well, they're trying to do what Papa Roach is doing, like like infusing the electronics yeah. into their rock, which like I don't like. Which when is Papa... real not fair to say because everybody does that. Really, yeah, but, but Papa like, Roach has aged like fine wine. I love new. I Papa remember Roach. like when like pa- there was like that weird middle period with Papa Roach where like I was like they're turning into like a, a glam rock band where it was like uh what was that one album that album with like Hollywood Whore and Lifeline oh I love that, that album that album sucks dick that, <laughs> album's, <laughs> ter- that album's terrible Dude. and then like two albums after that like they started sounding like a band that was produced by Drusif or something like for, for a little bit and like they all they started getting like these little genty bits and like some like hip-hop oh like where elements. did the angels go yeah stuff like I that love and that I was song. like Pop, I, I was. I remember I posted a uh, like a funny meme or something on Facebook years ago, and I was like, "New Papa Roach is dope, and nobody wants to say it, but I'm taking a stand or whatever." Like, <laughs> Papa Roach is like, I fucking I like Papa Roach. Yeah, I, I don't know. Again, again, I've I don't never know many bands that it. have been. I don't know many bands have been around that long that I know like, that I like that many songs from, from like Last Resort to Getting Away with Murder to fucking Wanna Be Loved to fucking the one with the chick from In This Moment was it Gravity? Oh, Gravity! That's, yeah, that's a great song. song. There's just like bunches of like just crushing hits. Whereas like Three Days Grace, kind of like they kind of reached a peak and then they went down and then they kind of. Reached, reached a level now. I'll tell you another yeah. band that, that has the longevity behind them, though, with consistently good records, Alter Bridge. I love Alter Bridge. I agree. That first record's kind of weak, though. The first record is, but they really came into their sound on AB3. Yeah, that's the darkest record. Too. I love that record. Slip to the Void is forever one of my favorite songs. It's so dark, so evil yeah. sounding. Yeah, I, I wish more, more of their songs. That I we had we have to get to ghosts uh, theories. Yeah, we got to move on to that. I we probably know. should. Yeah, because I could see that. See that. Or Patrick uh, has a movie. Patrick on. has a movie theory. You're not I'm ready, ready for this. You're not ready for yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. I, I have a literal movie podcast where we've probably talked about over like a hundred. So please bring Patrick on your podcast. One of the most. I will. I will go see a movie. You can come on. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, we do that. Or a TV I'll, I'll show be great. Or whatever. There's That'd be great. That would be very entertaining. Okay, so uh, who's who's seen Freddy versus Jason in the room? Nobody. Long time yeah. ago. Long time, Long time ago. ago. Yes. Well, I got. I'm gonna make it better. Okay, and I'm gonna start with the title. Okay, so instead of Freddy versus Jason, it's Jason versus Freddy. No, Genius. no, no. Freddy versus Jason versus Scooby Doo and the gang. <laughs> Hear me out, Rob. I'm hearing you out. Calm down. <laughs> it can't be any worse or better than Freddy versus Jason. So this is what's gonna happen. So basically, the movie is the same, and it just goes on, but it has Scooby Doo and the gang in it, <laughs> <laughs> just periodically. Sure. Um, Zoinks. And then somewhere at the near the end, Scooby Doo dies. Okay, and it's really heartfelt. It's really sad. And so the rest of the gang, they're Does pissed off. Does he die off. going, ruh roh raggy <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sure. That would be great. So at the end, when they when they find out who, uh, like, who Freddy and, like, you know, they got to take off the mask, they found him, and they're pissed off because they just killed fucking Scooby. So, like, they rip they rip off uh, Freddy's, uh, there's, it's a Freddy mask, and it's Robert England because you cannot have a fucking, Fre- it's got to be Robin, Robert England or people are going to be pissed off. Is this live action? Yeah, live action. Okay. Okay, and then they rip it off, and it's fucking Ben Affleck, because it's a Robert England mask this whole time, and it's Ben Affleck, okay? Then they rip off the Jason mask, and it doesn't fucking matter. No one cares who Jason is. Uh, They rip off, rip off his, and it's Henry Cavill. And, they're, and it <laughs> turns out that they were preparing... For the fucking uh, for Batman v Superman, and that's why they fucking did it, and they would have done it 
if it wasn't for those meddling kids. I'd give this and that dead four, dog. I give this four out of ten. <laughs> but, but, but at the end, okay. But so you haven't listen, seen it listen, yet. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> so at the so the credits roll, and there's a fucking post credit scene, and you hear Scooby Dooby Doo. <laughs> That's the post credit scene. The it, sound. He's a ghost dog. I'll tell you what I want to have. He's a ghost dog. Oh, <laughs> full oh, circle. Ten out of ten. Fuck you, Ron. <laughs> I segue there. Real quick before y'all get into that, though, I do want to say I legit. Speaking of movie crossovers, I legitimately want to have a Star Wars Marvel crossover. Lame. No, I want yeah, that I to happen. He's a lame. I don't want that. Devalues What's sad is that both that's of those possible. properties. And I want well in Marvel's What If they go to Mustafar. Dude, they fucked up the sequel trilogy. They do not they, go they to don't Mustafar. Need to... They go to a lava planet. Like, That's Mustafar. What? No, it's not. <laughs> Is it called Mustafar? Yes. No, it isn't. Yes. No, it's Wait, not. Wait, what? <laughs> what? Which, I which it movie? Was. Which and What If? In the What If series, yeah, it's whenever... not Mustafar. That totally dude. is Mustafar. You can see the castle. Dark, you can see Darth Vader's cat. Can we yes. pull that up on the All internet? All castles are not created equally, my friend. You know what I would watch, though? I, a Family Guy did a parody of this, but I would watch like a, an R-rated Scooby-Doo movie. Could you imagine? Actually having to, Freddy like, versus track Jason down versus real, Scooby-Doo uh, and the gang. No, but like when were they actually having to trap, like, track down like a real horrible like a zodiac killer or something like, like a real <laughs> fucking like murderous Dude, like, like shit. oh my god gang he ripped the woman's spine out and turned her into like a, like i don't know something really horrible it's yeah like, something let's, like let's, let's split up and search for clues no here's one here's one <laughs> scooby-doo and the team go after carol baskin can hmm. i actually say something about tiger king i don't understand where this happened and i don't know if it's just memes do people unironically like Joe Exotic? Um, people, I, I think people that dig there that shit, are man. people that do. I know which, people like yeah. want him freed from jail, but that dude's like an animal abusing criminal. Yeah, like, like he should like, be in jail. Yeah, yeah like, <laughs> like, 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 I like. Did Carol Baskin just like maybe kill her husband? Like, there's probably enough like like stuff there to like open an investigation. Right. But like, I don't like. I don't like this weird thing where like. People like genuinely like Joe Exotic. He looks like a he looks and acts like a horrible creep from everything you've seen on Tiger. Well, everyone in that whole documentary is just varying degrees. Everyone's of a gross. bad person. Yeah, yeah everyone's kind of a bad person. It's weird, but part of it I think is like it. It seems like especially in the first half, the way that it was set up, they they, they did like a weird job of kind of uh, like setting uh, Joe Exotic up I was almost like this like hero type of character yeah. like he was portrayed in a really positive light for most of it the first and it episode wasn't, and, and it, it wasn't it wasn't until like the latter half and really close to the end that you like really start to see like I've been oh watching, my god I've been he's, watching he's, the he's, he's, gro he's like grooming these like fucking criminals and just feeding them trash and garbage and he's yeah, abusing lady. these animals and all this other crazy shit what, like, you, what like, you got Patrick no that's fucking that's Mustafar dude that's Mustafar. That's Mustafar. Dude, look, look right here. You can see that. That is Darth Vader's castle. Right I told there. you. Huh. I just this looks like a like a building of some sort. Oh my god. <laughs> also, I don't I don't want that to happen. I think that ruin. I think we've. Kind I mean, of I agree. Retcon Star Wars, but enough, that I frankly, mean, that just makes fucking Star Wars canon. Well, in the but MCU. if it yeah. is though, then it. I mean, it it kind of seems like it very well know, could my, be on the way. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not saying that like it should, but it, my point I mean, is, is like Joe Exotic, like oh, some, back to that. Some of those, yeah, some of those, <laughs> Joe Exotic is a Jedi. Some of those cats. <laughs> some of those poor animals were like starving and just in their enclosures. <laughs> 
Nobody, nobody <laughs> to play with tiger. or nothing to interact with. A lady got her arm ripped off. He just yeah. loves tigers tires, using like, the force. Carol Baskin's Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just, there's something weird. That bitch Darth Vader. <laughs> that bitch Darth Vader. <laughs> that, that bitch. <laughs> I don't know. There's something weird, pernicious about like Joe Exotic that I just can't get with. There are like there are people who like unironically like wanted. President Trump to like pardon him and shit. Let me ask you yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let me ask you this. You know, well, it, real, I'm sorry, real quick. No, like, good. it was really funny though. He thought it was going to happen. He thought, like, for sure it was going to happen. And he had like an entourage, like, planned and set up for him to like get out of, <laughs> out of fucking yep. prison. And then it didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the day they were, the day Trump was going to be at this rally, uh, like, he got COVID. And that, that, that stopped everything yeah. from happening. And I was like, I don't know. Like, if he, I don't know if like he should be in jail for like trying to have her murdered. Like if Tim Lambesis went to jail <laughs> from like trying yeah. to hire him to kill his wife, Joe Exotic probably should go to jail as well. But like, even if like even if that's all bullshit, all the other stuff he does in that show, I'm like he should probably be in jail. Yeah, no, <laughs> like it's illegal. Yeah. It's illegal to have those animals like, already. Uh, already, and yeah. not to mention the like like he probably he probably definitely killed a bunch of those cats when they were like if they get too sick or too much to take care of and one of them gets lame they would just like people would say like oh he would take them out you hear a gunshot and he would come back alone or whatever yeah like and while and while this part like maybe isn't technically illegal like it's really fucked up to think that like you know he was like this like multi-millionaire and like literally his his whole like staff and everything were just like living in these shitty trailers with like no plumbing no electricity yeah, eating food, like expired food yeah they would get this giant yeah. truck of meat from that the, that the grocery store would throw away and that's how they would feed these animals and shit and i'm like feed the people but if, and, if yeah the people too if joe exotic deserved to be in prison but so does carol baskin no oh, yeah let me ask you this though she's just like yeah i don't know why people think i killed my husband <laughs> <laughs> no i agree that i agree that she's like uh there's definitely like some there's some skeletons in those closets. We just don't know what they are. Yeah, they, I think, they, they I reopened think, the investigation. Yeah, they yeah, did. For, since the, that the point is though, I think what he's trying to say is like regardless of whether or not she should be everyone in jail or makes, not, everyone he makes should fun also of, still well, be in jail. Well, everyone like, makes fun of Carol Baskin and probably rightfully so. Yeah. I remember, like I saw a hilarious SNL spoof of her where she's doing like some goofy rap and every once in a while she sneaks in. I didn't kill my husband. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> but like uh, my point is like everyone hates Hidden her. Hidden plain fucking. Inside, yeah. dude. Everyone hates her or makes fun of her, but everyone thinks he's cool and rad. And I'm like, yeah, that dude's, I, that dude's fucking just as gross, if not worse, <laughs> in a lot of ways. For sure. I don't know. It's weird. It's weird to me. Uh, do we want to talk about? Ghost well, wait, wait, wait. Luke's well, been on. trying to say something. <laughs> I, I've got to ask you this. Oh shit. Joe Exotic gets out of jail. You know, he's a musician. He calls Robin Naji. Says, "Hey man, I want you to produce some of my music. Will you do it? Would you do it? I don't know." Maybe. Oh, okay. Never he mind. said, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> that was a lot more anticlimactic than <laughs> yeah. I thought it would be. <laughs> it, dep it depends. Yeah. 10 grand. I mean, like, what, of what, course. Is, what does he want done? Like a whole album? I, I don't, I mean, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, because he did have a music career, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw a tiger. He fucking sang at uh at his one of his husband's funeral. Like, that, <laughs> was, that was weird. That was like really that was like when the when it the documentary started like turning like the dark turn point it's yeah. like oh yeah his husband like, like kills himself like on camera and i was like yes there's just some there's just some fucked up everyone in that fucking movie the guy the, the guy who has like a weird sex cult like you know the guy with the big hat or whatever the, the fat dude <laughs> yes, and like, yes. all these women just like work for him and like they're just they live in like shacks and yeah. shit i'm like just so they can be around a tiger 
like, fuck all this noise. It's like you think horse people are like fucking weird. And then you just like watch that show and you're like, Tiger Man, I've been fucking <laughs> <crazy>. horse people. <laughs> Man, living in the South, like I know plenty of people. Like my aunt had a ranch that had a bunch of horses on it that I, I had to go by and help sometimes or whatever. Like horses are just like, they're just kind of like big, dumb animals. I could whatever. see you being a farmer. A farmer? Note, yeah. note that as soon as he started talking about that, he got a country accent. No, I don't yeah. know what he's like. Hell, hell, hell fucking, my, hell my, fucking, yeah, my fucking aunt, brother. Goddamn horses. <laughs> hell yeah, fucking Ronald Reagan, man. <laughs> goddamn proud of being American. <laughs> Trickle down horsonomics. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, go on. Strate- I just, I just, strategery. I don't think you meant to do it, but I totally noticed it. It, was, <laughs> it may have been inadvertent. My point is, like, there's not a weird culture around people who have horses. Yes, yeah, yeah, where they is, create dude. like cults of like people, and they like, and they have like weird <laughs> that they, we they know plot of murders. Or yeah, we be, we didn't dude. know that about this whole tiger thing. Wait till Horse King comes out twenty twenty two. There's people, right. there's people that make social media profiles for their horses. Oh yeah, I'm friends I, with one. I went to, I guess, yeah, I went to school with a person who had a horse, and she made the Facebook profile like for this horse. And was like with a million like, subscribers, added all like the like the like friends like like people that like we knew and stuff, and was like making Facebook posts as the horse. Yeah, like, like I is, love. It was like I just love my mom, like doing stuff with my mom right now. That's cringe. Yeah, and she would talk on the phone. As At the school. horse, no, 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 <laughs> probably. <laughs> but no, she'd be like walking through the like lunch, like on the cat in the cafeteria, like on the phone, like just like, hey, well, the horse is. Uh, no, I'm not gonna say the horse's name. Anyway, the, <laughs> I don't want to dox the horse. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But she'd just be like, hey, what you doing? Blah blah blah, talking to the horse on the phone at lunch, and just be like. The fuck is going on, bro? What like, is the horse saying back? <laughs> I'd be like, is the horse in the room with you right now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he just. <laughs> you see, when you were saying that, like they make like statuses as the horse, I thought you were gonna be like it was just gonna be nay. nay. No, no, he's just, just talking like a human. Oh, my human mom, yeah. back at it again. A human give birth to a I horse. I hope she you... brings me some carrots and oats today. <laughs> <laughs> I say, pretending not to be her, yeah. <laughs> while she's buying that shit at Sam's Club or whatever. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> I hope that my no, I don't uh, even know what I'm trying to say anymore. Goofy white bitches. <laughs> I hope that Toby Maguire shows up so we can film Sea Biscuit. Like just uh, that, that sounded funnier in my head. that sounded funnier in my head. Oh, Maybe they'll make a Hallmark movie about me, the horse that saved these people's lives. It's a rom com starring some dude from the city and a horse. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's got to return return to his roots. He's got to return to his roots in the small town. I yeah. feel like and then uh, he meets a horse that he falls in love with. Yeah. I feel like horse girls, like girls that have horses, are the kind of people that go and watch like those like high budget movies about dogs. Like where they put like fifty million dollars. It's like what's that one? A dog's purpose or whatever. I haven't seen it. I've never a seen do- that. A dog's oh. home is really good. 
Are any of them really good? Yeah. They're about... The dog's home. We just see Patrick's Have you seen Air Bud? <laughs> hey, yes, I have. Yeah. Hey, no, time out. We're not talking shit about Air Bud. That's not happening. <laughs> I'll talk shit about Air Bud. Air Bud's fucking awesome. It was based on a true story. Is it? Yeah. How many Oscars is Air Bud? Who cares? <laughs> he said it was based <laughs> yeah. on a true story. How many Oscars is fucking Batman v Superman won? I don't profess that movie is an Oscar winner type of movie. I think the Oscars are kind of bullshit anyway. But like my point is... Eh. is like, Kinda. Oh, now we're gonna cancel by the Oscars. Thanks, Rob. I'm not canceling the Oscars. <laughs> we'll never oh, get an Oscar. For I'm, best saying kind of, I'm saying they're kind of bullshit. The way no, they, I agree. the Grammys. Oh, look out! Here comes Oscar. <laughs> you see Oscar Martinez from The Office. Show. What the hell, guys? <laughs> like, does anybody like? Does anybody like Air Bud, or do they like it like in like that hipster nostalgia way? Where, it's, like, it's it, so bad, it's good now. No, I just remember it being good when I was a kid. I mean, look, I'm not trying to rain on like any kid who like likes Air Bud or whatever. My ex. My ex-girlfriend had two kids, and we would watch, like, Paw Patrol and shit. And, like, at some point, like, it was fun being able to watch cartoons with them and be like, hell yeah, man, I get to watch Avatar The Last Airbender, and they get it. It's kind of cool. I can see Rob having kids, and, like, the moment they turn on Airbuds, fuck no, kids, and, like, just smashes the TV. <laughs> I'll turn on, like, Lord of the I would just, like, watch, like, The Lord of the Rings or something, and they would be like, this is awesome. Airbuds. They'd Lord probably of the be Rings. scared, like, when, a, when, a, when an orc gets his head cut off or something, but it's worth it, I think. I never saw Frodo handle a basketball just saying <laughs> we gotta make that look a i'm not taking i'm <laughs> no. not taking uh, critiques from a guy whose palate like it only goes as far as like chicken fingers and fucking and fucking when he gets nachos get, get mm. oh yeah go, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> when he gets nachos and he gets he gets chicken lettuce and cheese <laughs> like that's like the most basic ass nachos like sal what would you, if you got nachos what would you get on your nachos uh i get nachos at the valera gas station and i just only put cheese on it i put chili on <laughs> i gotta shit. <laughs> chili is fucking badass. oh yeah chili cheese nacho well yeah. i mean it depends on what you're talking about in terms of, like where you're getting the nachos like because, when you, when you like, 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 like gas station nachos or like like stadium nachos like yeah chili cheese like that's really all you need no here's what you need when you go to moe's or whatever and you can get like whatever like, oh, like fucking mega nachos everything but onions See, that's a man's yeah. nachos. No, here's but, what you but do. I primarily eat nachos from a Valero gas station. No, that's what, fair. I can't. Dis, I can't. Do that. Here's what you do: you get mac and cheese and Reese's cups. Oh, I meant to talk. <laughs> I meant to. Oh, look, I had some stuff. This I is a to perfect opportunity before the the time runs out because I know we're wrapping up here. Luke, Luke, I have a couple of rapid fire questions for you. You ready? <laughs> okay. Okay, ready. Uh, if we're both in a race, right, okay. and I'm in second place, mm -hmm. and you pass me, mm -hmm. what place are you in? Say that again. If we're both in a race, we're running. We're running. We're running in a race, right, to a finish line. Yeah. There's like eight people. I'm in second place, and you pass me. What place are you in? I guess no longer the place I was in. <laughs> Damn, he's right. Got him. <laughs> what, place, what place are you in? Like in in the in the running. First, like chronologically, or like through time. <laughs> you are not. You are not in first. You were in second because I was in second when you passed me, which means now you are in second. Yeah. I passed you. Yes. So, but that would make Rob third. Yes, correct. I was trying to get Luke. Luke's too smart you got to, un Luke, to reveal how you, stupid he is. <laughs> <laughs> you accidentally got Sal. Yeah, I accidentally got Sal. <laughs> which, uh, which weighs more, uh, eight ounces of steel or eight ounces of feathers? It's actually 10 ounces of vibranium. <laughs> This is why. This is how. This is how I feel. They both weigh the same. When he asks me something, that's correct. When he asks me something <laughs> stupid, and I just like I don't have anything for it, so I just start playing guitar as loud and obnoxiously as I can. 
I, what, I need what, to make another supercut of, of Rob moments in the studio because there's so much gold that I have. Dude, you he should. Does. He has like a, he has like a solid twenty minutes of just me being like. <sighs> I would watch that every day after a bad day, <laughs> and I would just. I'm laugh, glad my dude. suffering it's can bring us joy. I, to I you. love it. Well, what's funny is like right now, Rob and I are working on some stuff that can't quite let out of the bag just yet. But while we're doing this, and over the course of the next year. Y'all know I love filmmaking, so I'm, I'm like I've never got to do it before, so I'm low key like filming a movie right now. I'll talk more about that at another time. But like he a hasn't lot of started that, filming shit. But like <laughs> a lot of Rob's, a lot of Rob's moments are going to be in this movie. Nice. Jesus. Yeah, that's what's up, man. Nice. It, it's gonna go from like the making of album number two to like Rob's suicide note, or <laughs> Rob's death note. It becomes a creepy pasta like Squidward suicide. Like, oh it'll be it'll be a clip of like Luke playing a riff, and then it'll just cut to me in a room in the dark and be like. I don't know how much more I can take. It's like it's like, yeah, it's like it's like home like home like lo-fi reverb slowed like waiting here for you. you're just like just, fucking dead. I'll just, I'll just be sitting there being like I can feel myself slowly slipping away from reality. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't much, I don't know if I'm going to get this album done. <laughs> well, um man, that's that's really about all the time we got today, but Luke, Rob, thank you guys so much for uh, for coming on, hanging out with us. Thank again. you for having us, for real. Yeah, whatever. Also, thanks for the first ever lobster party hoodie. That's that's dope. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I I appreciate we appreciate you fucking repping it, it on stage and shit, dude. Oh, like of that, that's so. I mean, that's fucking legit. So in return, we're gonna rep this album from here on. And until further until the notice. end of time, Luke <laughs> until next episode, Luke gonna... Schumacher, the Underview Project. Oh my gosh, <laughs> produced by Rick Rubin. Rick Rubin is like the he's like the Wizard of Oz. He's an unseen presence. He yeah. just lords. His <laughs> presence looms large, but he never when you see him, he's not really doing that much. Also produced by Rick Ross. No, <laughs> Rick Ross. Hey. All right, guys. Really though, thank you so much for being back on, and thank you all for watching, listening, Lobster Party. That's a wrap. Clickety-clack.